Hey again. Hey, what's up? Okay, so this will be the second half of the interview. Um, so, you know, in the first half you discussed uh, why your service is different and potentially more compelling than some of the other, you know, uh, product type things like uh, SmartFox server, Electro server, uh, mainly because you're offering a service. So what I wanted to discuss is, you know, what kind of potentially interesting games or game designs can people do with, with your service? Um, I mean, are there any interesting game designs that you've seen um, yeah. using your okay. service? So, I just one thing is the whole thing about it being a service is really is really key to us. Yeah. The mantra we sort of keep keep telling ourselves is we just wanna we want people to be able to to just get straight to the gameplay and not have to worry about the infrastructure. So normally with other real type solutions you have to worry about hardware and which machines you're gonna yeah, run it on and all these other things. For us it's just it should just be a, a decision. I want to build a game. Then you have the tools to start building it and and you can just deploy it straight away. Um, and that's that's really what we think is the appeal of it. Uh, in terms of, of of potentially interesting games and game designs, we sort of had um, when we started out when we sort of said we're going to extract it from the Nova and we're going to make it a service for for itself. We sort of looked around and said what what are the use cases for this and we and we we sort of said well Facebook games is one that we want to support. Um, we also want to support MMOs, uh, the browser-based MMOs, because we think they're they're also an, an interesting type type thing that happening. That that includes the all the virtual worlds and stuff like Club Penguin and these these types of of, of sites. Um, but then we also and the, sort of the third leg that we have that we think is interesting is uh, is campaign games um, for uh, you know microsites and and these sorts of advertising uh, things. So you're saying using MMOs or multiplayer games as a way to advertise um, sites. No, no, no. I was, I was just, oh. I was saying there, there are three, there's sort of three use cases that we look at okay. um, when we when we consider features, uh, Facebook and and that, those type of social games, yeah. uh, and then MMOs and virtual worlds, and then sort of campaign games, stuff that has short lifetime but might might become big very fast. Okay. Um, and yeah. it's, and that's also a case where where usually the guys that are running that are not very technical and they just want to know that something. That they can put their load on another system and make sure that it, it runs without having to think about it. Okay. Um, do you have a specific examples of each type uh, and ways that people could potentially use your service, say for social games, or browser games, or these campaign games? I mean, are there? Um, well, yeah. Um, do I have any that I have some games that I know about that are being built right now uh, yeah, that I definitely. can't talk about. Okay. okay, that's fine. Um, but I can sort of say that, that for instance, something like um, there's a bunch of the of the Facebook games where what you really what would it's sort of a sandbox type experience where you go in and and you sort of play in your sandbox and you build your sandbox bigger and better. Sure. Uh, and then you can sort of once in a while you go to other sandboxes and see what they're doing and there's variations of, the, of these themes. Um, that's definitely one of the use cases we've thought a lot about in terms of. Um, of the persistence thing that we're building up, um, it's we're also we have we sort of have this thing called um, called Quick Connect, which really allows for for very 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 fast integration with with uh, with Facebook and, and other other user databases. Um, yeah, can and you talk about Quick Connect some more and exactly what it is? Uh, sure. So Quick Connect is just so since one of the goals was we we're not going to be a brand anymore. Sure. Uh, in terms of, of users, we're just going to be a brand in terms of developers and just have the underlying back-end service. Um, 
then we also said, well, developers, they usually have to interact with all these other sort of platforms on the other end, Facebook or, uh, or Open Social or, you know, all these other, all the other ones. Yeah. Um, and we built it such, such that it's, it's, it's very easy to, to connect PlayIO up towards that. But then we said, well, there's a, there's a couple ones that are really, really big that we want to support. Um, Facebook comes to mind. So we built uh, built Quick Connect, which is which is right now it's just it's three integrations. Sure. It's a Facebook sure. integration that makes it really easy to basically if you're building a Flash game and you want to to, to have Facebook login, you just basically call a method and, and then you're connected to Play.io authenticated as a Facebook user. Okay. Uh, okay. So that's one. Congregate is another one that, that we did, um, and then the third one is is sort of a, a special case where we we're saying lots of lots of game developers just want to have. A registration and a login system for themselves for their game, sure. um, but sure. maybe don't want to manage the whole databases and servers for that. So there's basically just a, a registration system that just works for your game, or the users will be yours, and you can you own them, and you can later export them and put them into your own database and, and move around with them, do what do what you want with them. But it's just it's, it's nothing you couldn't build yourself. It's just very very fast to to, to get started with. Okay, um, you know. Getting back to the game designs, uh, do you guys have you looked at the like mobile MMOs or mobile development? Um, does that even relate to being able to use your service? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, like, sure. we I don't I have I haven't looked at the mobile MMOs specifically, but uh, but my partner Chris wrote this uh, this game called um, I think it's Everyone Edits, and it's basically just you jump into a room and it's like it's a two D grid. And everybody's just smiley, and they can move around like uh, like like a Mario character, basically, and jump. And there's there's gravity, but then they can also um, put blocks everywhere on that grid. Okay. You know, sort of choose your block type, and then press on the on on the on on the on the scene somewhere, and then the block will appear there. And for the other users in the same game, they'll see the same blocks. And that's just a that was just a, a sort of an, an example. And people are doing really really fun stuff. And, you know, some people like to like to try to make intricate, uh, nice-looking castles, and other really want to be griefers and stuff. Uh, so it's, it's quite fun to play with. But um, I don't know, Adobe has this sort of uh, CS5 um, Flash thing, which will yeah. be able to export into, uh, into iPhone. Yeah. Uh, and one of, the ex- one of the examples that he showed me was, was uh, which I thought was really powerful, was uh, he had the same game running on the iPhone. So you had you had people playing on online who were playing with basically you know him on the iPhone, um, and and that was just taking the same game and just com- you know editing it a bit so it fits the different screen and it, it worked with the accelerometer, yeah, and then awesome. and then it would work on the iPhone. Yeah. Um, do you do you know any other examples or or have you guys experimented with any other potential games that could be developed on the iPhone? You know that now ha- that would be able to do real time multiplayer. Uh, because your service allows that. Um, no, we ha- we haven't. Okay. Yeah, just just saying. My, yeah. Hey, I, I'm Chris. I'm one of the other founders. I'm the guy who built the iPhone game. I just wanted to to add sure. a few things here. Definitely. Uh, so while we built the API, we, we we were talking to Adobe about their their upcoming beta and what kind of requirements that would be to be able for a service like ours to be compatible with something with iPhone. So we, we built from the start, made sure that everything we built was fully compatible. So when, when, when CS5 comes out, we will be able to build fully compatible iPhone games using the Play.io nice. toolkit, which means you've got full real-time multiplayer, you've got full uh, persistent system, you've got, you got everything, like, like registration and, and all of it wrapped into this nice package as well. 
And the cool thing about that is they can have a real-time multiplayer game running on your computer and on your phone and on whatever else device supports Flash. Yeah. And um, yeah, go ahead. we have a We have been playing a lot, around with a lot of different game, you know, game examples. And of course, you know, the, the user interface on the phone is, is different. You know, you have an accelerometer and things like that. But but doing simple application like like a uh, multiplayer Pictionary on an iPhone is a very powerful thing because you can draw with your fingers and people will be able to get you in a simple interface and it will be something that will be really immersive because you have a, a, you know, a, a really fun experience where you use the device capabilities while actually playing with your friends. Okay. Uh, the one that's, issue... That's though, an example. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, the one issue though is when it's real time, you know, your friends may not be online at that point. Um, but I, I guess you're... With your service, it is, it's mainly focused. You would have to think about a design that works with real-time to, to make the most yeah, I mean, like, of it's, it's, okay. As I said, it, it's different silos. So yeah, definitely. The, for the multiplayer thing, yeah, you have to figure out how you want to match people, whether you want to match them with their friends or their friends from Facebook or if you just want to, say, play with somebody on your own level or do matching yeah. or whatever yeah. rules you want to, you want to build. That, you know, that's, that's on you. We just make sure that, that you can do it. And you know, finally, I want to know since you you know you're you're in this space, you've seen um, how this service can be used. I mean, where do you see the future of these multiplayer flash games going? And um, what do you think is going to be big next? I mean, is it going to be multi uh, real time multiplayer? Is asynchronous going to be bigger? I know you talked about different silos, but where do you feel all of this is going? And um, does XMPP change a lot of the requirements then? For actually having, uh, so so is this uh, one question or like uh, a ton of questions? Uh, I can sort of, I can sort of, I can, I can say this. I think that, I think that Flash will continue to be more powerful. I think okay. that we, and from when we started out, HTML5 or HTML5 and all this other stuff replacing Flash. I mean, it might be just yeah, but yeah, yeah, like yeah. You say, you know. that that might that might you know that might be true for other types of content, video or ads okay. or whatever. But I think Flash has a really powerful position in games. And okay. when we started up a couple of years ago. Games were at one level, and they're they're at a much higher level now. Yeah. And I think that will continue to be the case. I think people will build deeper and better experiences using either they'll be asynchronous or they'll be multiplayer live or, or or something else entirely. But they will. I I think that Flash as a platform will continue to be big. That's sort of you know, the only future prediction I want to make. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. So where where can developers find out more about your site then? Okay, um, so 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 the URL is uh, is player.io. Okay, um, that's a good starting point. There's a there's some there's a feature section that takes you to the, the current features, and then there's a, of course documentation. Um, there's some examples and some 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 stuff you can you can just try. If you download the developer package, it comes with four I think it is four games that are that are pre-built uh, using different areas of the toolkit um, that you should be able to just download and you press a five and basically run. Um, there's also a forum that's, very, that's sort of active where you can ask questions, and you know, uh, we're we're very active in there, and also a bunch of the other developers are, are answering questions often there. Okay. And so. you know, aside from the persistent API, is there anything else that you can announce at this point uh, that's going to be coming out soon? Uh, I I don't want to do that because I'm worried that the you know parties tend to tend to shift around, and then if I say something is coming, and then people will say, yeah, ah, you true. promised for that. I can tell you that that we're, our focus is games, and yeah. we sort of have the the use cases we talked about: Facebook games and yeah. and MMOs and and campaign games. 
And what we're building is based on the feedback we're getting from developers there. And that's also deciding the order that we're doing things in. Okay. Uh, so, oh, so which is, distance is going to be big now. That's probably going to be the next big one. Okay, perfect. Uh, great. We're talking with Oliver and Chris from Player.io. Um, thanks again for your time. Take care. No worries. Bye. Yep, bye.